gigantic dinosaur monsters in those movies many years ago. Starting with the Japanese flicks, Godzilla and Mothra. Mothra, good guy versus bad. And Mothra, he was that big moth with a comical big-eyed head. That was hilarious. He made a strange noise, too. I guess they both did. But if my memory serves me correctly, Godzilla was losing in the fight until he stepped on somebody's shed and a can of Raid happened to roll out of it. Hey, and a couple of sprays to the face. Mantra was down for the count. He became discombobulated. And at that point, Godzilla grabbed Mothra and put him in a jar with holes in the lid. Yeah, that's how he won. That's what he did. Yeah, I believe he did. You know, like we used to do when we were catching grasshoppers, lightning bugs, and butterflies when we were kids. Of course, they all died in under 12 minutes in those glass tombs. Now, dinosaurs are mentioned in the Bible. Imagine that. They lived when man lived. And I know that's very controversial with the, what do you call them, evolutionists and Darwinists and the foolsinist, whatever you want to call them. But yes, the behemoth and the leviathan, the book says, upon the earth there's not his like. Intrepid he was made. All, however lofty, fear him. He is king over all proud beasts. The dinosaur's the king, not a lion, not Mufasa of Lion King, no. The king was this huge, powerful, dangerous dinosaur. The book says once again, once you but lay a hand upon him, no need to recall any other conflict. Yeah, because you'll be dead. And, and those gigantic dinosaur creatures, they were such great marvels of engineering. The way they were built, the way they moved, amazing. And of course, there's plenty of evidence that they existed with all those dinosaur fossil graveyards all over the world. Also, all those documented proof all that stuff that we have, documented proof. Yeah, I said that, right? All that documented proof in our American caveman movies of old. Oh, yeah. Featuring none other than Ringo Starr, Barbara Bach, and Raquel Welsh. Remember her? Yeah. And they were very realistic documentaries, as I recall. Correct? Right? Although in the midst of such a primitive, barbaric society, I don't know how Bach and Welsh managed to shave their armpits and legs so eloquently. How'd that happen? Back then, according to my calculations, they should have had a three to four inch long padding of dense hair. They didn't have no Relco back then. In fact... You know, most women have that little mustache going on, some more than others. Back in ancient times, women would have had a huge Geraldo Rivera mustache. Yeah, don't you think? Growing year after year, women with that big stash. You remember Geraldo, right? He still hangs around on Fox every now and then. He used to have a talk show. So the behemoth and Leviathan was absolutely mentioned in Job, the book of Job, where he, for the most part, was complaining and whining about poor old me, as we all do from time to time. Poor old me, putting God on the witness stand once again, asking why this and why that, to the point it sounded as though he was, it didn't sound, he was giving up on life, Job was. The book says, why did I not perish, come forth from the womb, and expire? You know, the guy was wishing he was never born. Yeah, he, to the point of suicide, it sounds. 
as he couldn't accept his hardships in his life. Giving up hope and faith in God. And you know, once that happens, we, we spiral downward. You know, once you give up your last grip on God, you got major problems on the horizon. So we don't want to do that. So Job, he went from a wise, wealthy, happy man to a panicky, desperate, neurotic man. It sounds like a psychiatrist would have a field day with him. Set up, yeah, maybe two or three appointments a week for five to eight years. Eh, That psychiatrist would pay off that new yacht and third house in no time. So God heard all the complaining by Job as he is omnipotent, omniscient, all those omni words. And he heard God com- or Job complaining. And he realized, hey, somebody needs to be put in their place. Job was way over his head here questioning God Almighty. And it's not a good thing to do. So God, of course, responded. The book says, gird up your loins. Gird up your loins. Have you ever heard that expression? Gird up your loins basically means put on your big boy pants. Gird up your loins now like a man. I will question you and you tell me the answer. That's what he was telling Job. And I'm thinking Job is saying to himself by now, "Uh uh-oh, I'm in trouble now. I didn't know God was listening. I was just venting. Man, I'm going to I'm about to get schooled no doubt, shaking in his boots at this point. And then God proceeded to ask Job a bunch of questions about the origins of the universe, earth and nature. Now, how did it all get there? Who created it? In, into this incredible synchronized perfection. God asked him about the oceans, the winds, the rising and setting sun like clockwork, the planets, and all the animals like bears, lions, and fish. God asked Job, hey, who implanted their marvelous instinct? Did you? Was it you? Well, if so, then you have the right to question me. Otherwise, you need to step down. Yeah, you do. And close that big yap of yours. It's like, who do you think you are? That was a question I got growing up on my dad from time to time. I would act up or do something out of line, and he would, he would ask me, who do you think you are? And of course, I said to myself back then, I said, well, I think I'm the man. That's what I think. Not to him, but to myself. And then as you get older... When you, when you get that question, who do you think you are? Then I later said, well, I think I'm the fool. You know, you realize the truth. It can't be denied. So you learn, sometimes the hard way, but you learn. I think we'll break. What can you get at King Cone? How about everything? We have Nelson's and Libby's ice cream. Homemade waffle cones, ice cream cakes, banana splits, milkshakes, and plenty of indoor seating. Come drop by and treat yourself, family, and friends at King Cone. Doors open at 12 noon, seven days a week. That's King Cone at the corner of MacArthur Road and Route 329 in Whitehall. Call at 610-261-1935. You need to see it to believe it. Relic Hunter Firing Line has a new awesome 12-lane indoor gun range. Reynolds and the largest selection of firearms for purchase. Also available are training classes for both men and women, along with several membership plans to suit your specific needs. Relic Hunter Firing Line is located off Route 145 in North Whitehall. Give them a call at 610-440-1911. Their friendly and helpful service is available to you seven days a week as Relic Hunter Firing Line opens every day at 10 a.m. And if you're looking to purchase firearms, you can actually try before you buy. Shoot the gun first in the 12-lane indoor range and then decide. 
So that's Relic Hunter Firing Line off Route 145 in North Whitehall. Their phone is 610-440-1911. Or visit them at their website, relichunter.com. Tell them Robert from Don't Bring Up God sent you. Queen's Nutritional Products is all about one thing, clean, healthy, natural living. Take advantage of Queen's full assortment of organic, vegan, vegetarian, and gluten-free products. Everything from vitamins, herbs, grains, and raw honey to skin, hair, and beauty enhancers designed to slow down the aging process. Queen's also has pet products without all the harmful artificial ingredients and chemicals. Queen's Nutritional Products is located at 1450 Pennsylvania Avenue, right on the border of Allentown and Bethlehem. Visit their website at queensnutrition.net. Their phone is 610-691-6644. And for you sports nutritionists, there's no better place than Queens. With 40 years of experience, they will absolutely fuel your fire. Queens, a family business, is also a wholesale business specializing in dried fruits and nuts, roasted fresh right on the premises. So that's Queens Nutritional Products, open seven days a week. Yep, Don't Bring Up God is for regular people like you and me, like me and you. Let Robert know how God and the Bible pertains or doesn't pertain to your life. Hey, one way or the other, like blondes or brunettes, shaman or scot, a coffin or urn. We're here every Sunday morning uh, from 8 to 9 on WAEB, 790 AM. Yeah, and certainly listen to call at 610-720-7900. So the heavens definitely declare the glory of God. And the heavens, I guess there's three. Heaven, let's see, one is the atmosphere heaven that the birds fly in. The second heaven is the space of planets and meteorites and anything else that's muddled up there. And then the third heaven is where God resides. So the heavens, including all the animals and birds and creatures and insects, Declare the glory of God. It's incredible. Uh, the, the instincts alone, where do they come from? Instincts. It's just amazing. Like birds, they migrate thousands of miles. The salmon, swimming long distances upstream against waterfalls to go back where they were born to spawn, to, to reproduce, risking their lives as hungry grizzly bears Await them along the way, swiping them out of the water or snatching them in the air. Would you do that? Would you risk all that to reproduce, to mate with your wife? I don't know about that. You know, faced with all that, I think it would be time for the husband to turn the tables and say, Sorry, dear, I have a headache. But could you imagine? Three huge black bears lurking outside your bedroom door late at night. The kids are gone. The music is on. After a long, hot shower, you make your way to your wife. And to your chagrin, you notice three bears licking their chops, waiting for you to take one misstep so they can eat you. Not your wife, just you. So would you, so to speak, fight against the current for a lovely night with your wife with that type of risk going on? Well, let's just say, of course we would. Yeah, sure. Just like the salmon. In fact, just call me Sam. Sam the salmon from now on. My wife is worth that kind of risk. If I get a leg bit off in the process, so what? I have another one. It's all well worth it. At least keep telling yourself that. So afterwards in this story in the book of Job, God asked Job, the book says, will we have arguing with the Almighty by the critic? So Job Job realizes, Job, 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 Job. Job, he came to his senses and quickly backed off realizing that he had no right to question God's majesty. He repented and asked for forgiveness, like we all 
hopefully eventually do. And he and he made sure that he would that it never happened again. So let's all realize that God has his reasons. Let's all maintain belief and trust in God always, no matter what. That's the key. You can't buckle and falter when times get rough, as they will for all of us. There's no getting around it. You know, we'd like a big party going on 24-7 all our lives and smiling. And we smile plenty of times in our lives. A lot of good things to do. A lot of good happenings. But what do you do when you don't have those good happenings? That's where God comes in. Oh, yeah. Sure he does. Jesus. Got to learn about that guy. Now, God went on to talk to Job about those two creatures once again, those two dinosaurs in the book of Job. They were colossal, colossal beasts, huge. As the fossils would indicate, they're like 120 foot long, 76 tons with a 50 foot tail. The book says, see, besides you, I make behemoth. That feeds on grass like an ox. Behold the strength in his loins. This vigor in the sinews of his belly. Now notice he says, I made behemoth besides you. Right beside you, essentially. This nonsense of dinosaurs, millions and billions of years. How do they know? Were they there? Now. There were dinosaurs in man's time, in the beginning. What, maybe five, 6,000 years ago? Yeah, according to the Bible's calculations, and since you believe the Bible, I believe it. Now, these behemoths, these dinosaurs of the time, displaying their sheer power and confidence, afraid of nothing, quite a contrast to our human frailties, our human snivelings. Now, something the behemoth was a hippopotamus. I don't understand that. No way. It wasn't a hippo described in Job. No. The book says, he carries his tail like a cedar. The sinews of his thighs are like cables. Now, sinews are like tendons. And ligaments. I hear a noise back there. The, the board guy's testing me. He, he's deciding whether he wants to interject his... song a little strange but nevertheless nevertheless the hippo song <laughs> where does he dig these up the book says he carries his tail like a cedar and sinews of his thighs are like cables and again the sinews are like tendons and ligaments and i picture them being big thick bridge cables and the tail size the size of a cedar tree. That's a giant tree. Now, hippos, they have small little tails, right? It looks like a 10-year-old boy's sock hanging off that big butt of theirs. That's all it is. The hippo's tail. It's like a string of spaghetti. It's no big tree, so it can't be the hippo. Even though we love that song the board guy just played for some unknown reason. Hey, we got a call. Who might this be? Go ahead. You're on the air. Okay, hey, I was going to tell you, you talk about the dinosaurs. I personally think that they got wiped out in the flood because they weren't part of uh, God's original uh, genetic pure uh, bloodline. Maybe they were in the same class as the Nephilim, you know, that were created by the the fallen angels when they call them fallen angels. Yeah, people, people wonder where did the dinosaurs go to? I mean, they got, they became extinct like a million other creatures in this world. What's the big deal? 
Well, he, you know, that, 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 I think it was. I personally, I personally think that's part of the flood. And I personally do think they did co- coexist with uh, modern day human beings. You know. Yeah, and the flood, as we all know, that flood is recorded in cultures all over the world. That flood happened and and oh, and recreated the surfaces of this world in drastic ways. Well, God had to, uh, well, what we call God had to purify the earth and had the original genetic bloodline. He wanted to kill off, quote-unquote, the giants, you know. The giants. The what's, your fa- the- what's your favorite dinosaur? Did you like dinosaurs growing up as a kid? Yeah, like Tyrannosaurus Rex. Yeah, they were tough and mean looking. Oh, I, I like the flying. I like the flying dinosaurs. The pterodactyl. Yeah, yeah, I like those things. <laughs> I wish I could fly. Oh, so do I. Yeah, who doesn't? And now you talk about Job. You know, uh, uh, us acting like Job and asking for God's uh, grace and this and that and, and his, uh, his benefits. Hey, his grace is sufficient. You know. Grace, absolutely. We depend on grace, which is things that we get, benefits that we get that we don't deserve. That's grace. That's on a spiritual basis. Yep. I'll go and with that. On, and sometimes, and sometimes on a on, on, on a moral basis too, on a finite basis. Well, no. we do get rewarded for our behavior. We get rewarded <clears throat> and punished by our behavior. You know, well, things go, things ain't gonna act. Things won't come right uh, if we're gonna be sinning and continuing to sin. The thing is, we got to know how to unleash the, the power of God in our finite world. But the problem is, if we had that power, we, we, we'd abuse it. We use it for uh, malevolent purposes and not benevolent purposes. Yeah, that, that's no, that's very true. We're, we're gifted. A lot of times we're gifted from day one with certain gifts, but we use them in a negative way. you got to switch it, turn it. That's why. So that's why there's such a chase for the ever hear of the Holy Grail, the chalice of Jesus. Yeah, I heard that on Mighty them. Python. Oh yeah, but yeah, the Nazis were at the Nazis were after it because they wanted to they wanted to attain that power, the power from that from that Grail. Now know? that Holy Grail is basically the chalice or cup that Jesus used at the Last Supper. Apparently, and and it was militant monks. I don't know if you ever heard of the Knights Templar. Okay, apparently they they had possession of it in England or something. Yeah, and, and well, over the Middle Evil times, and uh, King Philip. You know, who was in cahoots with the Roman Catholic Church at the time, got got jealous of the Knights Templar because they didn't pay him his cut. And he disbanded, he executed him. And, I, I really well, don't believe any of that Holy Grail stuff. I mean, the Last Supper, you think about it like a picnic. When you have a picnic in the park with friends or whatever, you know, you clean up, you throw stuff in the trash. Why would they keep the cup? I don't get that. They threw it out. The power of God, man. What do you mean the power of God? Nobody... Realistically, nobody cared about what they were drinking with. I kind of disagree with you there. I think they cared. No, it was the content of that chalice and that gray or whatever you want to call it. You That's know, it what might, was important. It might have had energy in it, a certain, a certain magnetic, electromagnetic energy. Oh, uh, see, now you're adding stuff to that. Like, so you believe in like, this. Just like, like, like the Ark of the Covenant, you know? They, they say no, was, I don't they, think they, it they, is they, just like the Ark of the Covenant. At, at the, the, so you believe in this rail or grail or whatever? Oh, absolutely. Really? Hey, people, hey, hey, people were, were willing to risk their lives to attain it. It had something. Uh, but I don't know if it's based in any fact or original stability there. It was just made up to make a movie. It's one of those things you can't prove or disprove. We'll never know. I think we just disproved it just two minutes ago. No, we didn't. We didn't <laughs> prove anything. All right. Well, hey, that's an interesting thought. I might have to... Think, think, think about that Holy Grail. All, All right. right. I might have to do some research in it. I think that's a topic for a show, the Holy Grail. I think it will, too. Maybe, maybe NJ will call and, and elaborate well, on it. Well, somebody must know. Hey, you've seen Monty Python, right, with the Holy yeah. Grail? No, I didn't. I didn't see Monty Python. You don't know what Mighty Python is? I heard of it. I don't, I'm not sure. No. Really? Nope. In fact, oh, I saw uh, him on TV. It's a TV show. It was a comical, very funny, off offbeat show from England, I guess. Yeah, Monty Python. Oh, well, oh, I, I didn't see it. All right, thanks I'll, for the input as usual. Be safe, man. All, All right. right. Bye-bye. The Holy Grail. Interesting. I have to think about that one. Hey, by the way, at Queen's Nutritional Products, They got weekly sales, absolutely. And to lead it off, they got a Christmas bake sale going on. You got to go over there with all the the 
necessities of, of food preparation. They got walnuts, four ninety five a pound, dried cranberries two ninety nine, raw pecans seven ninety five, dried apricots three ninety nine, California raisins two fifty for a fifteen ounce box. It's California raisins in a box. Do they grow that way on the vine, like raisins in the box? Especially those little little red boxes. I thought they were always so cute. I think they grow that way on the vine. Cashews, $6.95 a pound. Shredded coconut, $2.99. Poppy seeds, $2.99. Chocolate chips, $2.50. Raw almonds, $5.80. And then you got vitamins, all 25% off. Nature's Way, Life Extension, Terry Naturally, Queens, Herbs of Light, all kinds of things at Queens Nutritional Products. Hey, this is Robert from Don't Bring Up God. I first want to thank Relic Hunter Firing Line for sponsoring our show and believing in what we do. You know, I never thought I would buy a gun, but I did. I walked into Relic Hunter Firing Line knowing nothing about firearms, but that all changed. Relic Hunter Firing Line gave me safety and gun knowledge and taught me gun discipline at their on-site training class. I bought a 357 Magnum and now practice at the range all the time with their basic membership plan. Relic Hunter Firing Line is off of 145 in North Whitehall. Their phone number is 610-440-1911. Opening every day at 10. So whether you're a man or a woman, a beginner or longtime gun owner, shoot for hunting or sport, or for home and self-defense, Relic Hunter Firing Line is number one in the Lehigh Valley. See you there. Oh, you better believe it. Every Sunday morning on WAEB from 8 to 9. This is the show where regular people talk about God and the Bible and how it pertains or doesn't pertain to their life. And this show is not politically correct and not all-inclusive, just like heaven. Yeah, I said it. Feel free to visit us on Don'tBurningUpGod.com, where you will find a link to our great podcast. We are also on iTunes. You can contact us by email on Don'tBurningUpGod.com, where you can also also find the Don't Bring Up God book, along with beautiful family plaques. Yeah, we got it all, and most importantly, we got you, the listeners. Without you, we're a crapola. That's right. Feel free to call in live at 610-720-7900. And yes, it is our pleasure to serve you. Please come again. Yes, that's 610-720-7900. Hey, we got a call. Who's this? This is Thomas. What's up, Thomas? Um, was wondering if you thought the uh, Monty Python sketch where they showed Jesus on the cross and he was uh, singing that song, Whistle While You Work. Did you, uh, you kind of think that was... Um, I don't recall did, that. But here's a mistake mm-hmm. a lot of people make. And this goes with music and and speeches and whatever. Just because there might be some sinning involved or uh, not copacetic material presented, I'm, I'm not. I'm not saying that's, that's okay. Me. But just because they're sinning, you don't throw the whole material and person out the window like they're trash. If that was the case, okay. nobody could contribute anything in life because we all sin and do things we shouldn't do. So, yeah, mm-hmm. Monty Python, they stepped over the line a couple times with me, just like Benny yeah, Hill. I, but there, I, I but there were some I, good I, things, I just like saying. a musician. Sure. Okay. I mean, I mean, where would we wouldn't have the Volkswagen if it wasn't for Hitler? All right. Something like that. Wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. There's more, though. Um, you know, regarding uh, things like the uh, Holy Grail. Uh, what about the uh, handkerchiefs? Was it Paul's handkerchiefs or was it Peter's handkerchiefs? I, I didn't. I didn't get a chance. I was in such a hurry to dial six one zero seven two zero seventy nine hundred. I didn't get a chance to uh, look up the citation, but um, I, I, I bet Joe doesn't have to look it up. He'll just say, "Oh yeah, that's um, you know." He'll just have the citation where it says that uh, uh, handkerchiefs were touched to people and they were healed. Yeah, I remember something like that. Now, I, it might have been Paul. So what's now, your point? Well, wait a minute. You mean there's power in handkerchiefs? 
but not the Holy Grail that they drank from. Yeah, but we can't just recklessly and arbitrarily assign power to every little thing. Even the cross, I know a church that talked about the cross and they got a, a splinter or a piece of the cross, which is highly suspect to begin with. But even if they did, so uh. what? It was a piece of wood. It has nothing to do with Jesus. You could have any, it could have been a, it could have been a cross full of metal or made of metal. People make something out of nothing. It's all about Jesus and and the wine turning into blood. Let's stick with the content, not the cup that it was in, or not even the cross that Jesus was hung on. That's my opinion. Speaking of Peter, uh, what 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 did did Christ call Peter Peter, or what, what was the name that Christ had for Peter? Is this a is this a is this a trick question? Yes. I don't know. Uh, Peter, there was another name for Peter also, though. Yeah. Kephas. Okay, what's your point here? Um, well, well, Joe was going into this last week. Um, the Petros and Petra thing, you know, Petra is the name that means a great big, enormous boulder, all right, that's old news from last week. I lost. I I, I don't remember any of that. All yeah. right, so you believe in the Grail? Um, it's possible. All right, okay, sounds good to me. Thanks, Thomas. Thank you. Jeez, it seems like even my regular callers, nicey nice callers, are trying to trap me nowadays. That's okay. I remember uh, the one caller, I forget his name, maybe it was Jim or something, the guy with the documentary voice. Hey, if you're listening, call up. I I miss your voice and your opinions and your presentations. I got no no problem talking with you. You know who I'm talking about if you're listening? The documentary guy voice. I think it was Jim, I'm not sure. But these great dinosaurs of the past that were in the book of Job... They serve as examples in the animal kingdom of strength and confidence in the face of adversity. Examples of of what we ourselves should be more like facing our hardships, more bravery, more courageousness. The book says, if the river grows violent, he is not disturbed. He is tranquil, talking about the behemoth, the dinosaur. Tranquil, though the torrent surges about his mouth. So in the face of difficult situations and circumstances, we also should remain tranquil and calm as the dinosaur was. There's a comparison uh, contrast there, but how do we do that? Well, it's very simple. We do that by clinging to Jesus Christ, reading his biography, the Bible. He will keep you calm, no doubt about it. That's what he's there for. As long as you're standing alongside Jesus, you will be safe and secure. Just like when I got picked on in school at recess time. As long as I stood by my teacher, I was safe from my grade school persecutors. This this one dude big guy like king of the forest whatever his name was if you're listening you know who i'm talking about are you saying i'm the baby somebody's the baby here recess time well you don't have to be an infant to have recess time do you all right you threw me off board guy i don't know where you're going with that but you could save it you might be able to use it later as i finish this story but is it oh i get it now Because I was standing by my teacher. All right. But as long as I was standing by my teacher, I was safe from getting beat up and harassed because this one dude, as I was saying, all right, now I get it. Yeah, this one dude, he would line us all up and practice professional wrestling moves on us. I'm serious. He would would eye gouge us, body slam us. Body slams, very popular of the day. Once I got a half an orange smashed in my face. 
Ah, it wasn't really that bad. It was like 90 degrees out. I was thirsty. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> you think I'm making this up about the line that he did? He created? One by one. There was a line of about maybe five or six kids. We were scared because the guy was so big, the monster. I think he was held back one or two grades. I'm not sure. But no, I'm not making it up. I wish. So this Leviathan... That's the other dinosaur that's mentioned in the book. It was uh, Behemoth and Leviathan. I like the word Leviathan. Hey, we got a call. Who's this? Go ahead. You're on. Okay, I got a good one for you. Go ahead. Why did it take Kanye West so long to finally see the light and become a born-again Christian? Is this going to be clean? As clean as as clean as I can make it. All right, go ahead. Why? Because he was always blinded by Kim Kardashian's bootyism. <laughs> Her big butt, you mean? <laughs> like an eclipse of the sun? You get it? <laughs> That's kind of cute. Bootyism, but bootyism. <laughs> All right. I thought it, I thought it was clever. All right, we'll we'll, we'll go with that. that. That sounds fine. Hey, so what about the Grail, the Holy Grail? Do you you've heard about that? I'm sure. Well, Do you believe in well, that? During the hey, during the Crusades, they brought the soda. You know, they brought all sorts of things back to Rome. You know, the everything from the Holy Grail supposedly to the Cross of Christ, etc. You know, they say that's where the uh, uh, the Shroud of Turin came from. Uh, but Rob, you know, you got to take it with a grain of salt. Uh, yeah, hey, all I got to say is, uh, you know, I think you've been watching too much of the Flintstones by saying that man coexisted with the dinosaurs. I mean, Rob, what you're saying is totally, it, it's poppycock. It's totally Poppycock? Ridiculous. Can you spell that? <laughs> Rob. You know, Rob. Well, I'll believe the Bible you know, over you or any scientist. Well, it's a free country. You can believe what you wish, but uh, Rob, you know what? What the things you're saying is it's just uh, it's just ridiculous. Some of it. I mean, I'm not you know, I'm not saying there's no value in the Bible, but you know, you have to you have to view the Bible. The Bible was written by uh, you know the storytellers of, of their times. The ancient Hebrews were great storytellers. So they, they weren't were like inspired the, uh, by. So they weren't inspired by God. You're not. You're not buying that. Well, Rob, you know they were. They were the. Uh, you know, even today in Israel, the the uh, the scribes. You know the the uh, uh, you know the holy men. They they keep it in the family. The, the rabbis. Some of them, you know, they go back generations, and naturally they want to, uh, you know, continue the narrative. You mentioned uh, you know, the Flintstones. Joe, Joe. Dino. Dino was the name of the dinosaur, the first four letters of the word dinosaur. I didn't realize that. I didn't know that's where they got it, but evidently they you did. Know, Dino. Joe likes, Joe likes to say that, well, you know, the proof is that... Uh, uh, the Bible is uh, as true as because it fulfills prophecies. Well, naturally, you know, when the when a guru, the, the guy that wrote, wrote the book of Isaiah, well, then naturally when his grandson comes along in later years, well, he's going to naturally continue the the narrative. You know, he's going to want to fulfill this quote-unquote prophecy. You didn't like Dino? So. <laughs> he made that funny noise. But as far as what you're saying about the the Bible, there are like 300 or so prophecies from the Old Testament, I believe, something like that, uh, that all came to fruition. That means a lot to me, and and it's very legitimate. You don't believe it? I do. Thanks for the call. Hey, everybody has an opinion. Pro, con, or indifferent, evidently. Hey, Relic Hunter firing line. They got this Black Rifle Friday super sale that they had on uh, this past Friday, and it's still going on today, by the way. Yeah, you can get the lowest prices of the year going on today at Relic Hunter Firing Line. I was over there Friday for a little bit. They got like 12 lanes to shoot. They were they were all packed. People coming and going. People on a waiting list trying to get in there to shoot. It was loaded with people. 
I mean, if you if you have anything to do with rifles and firearms and guns, you need to go to Relic Hunter Firing Line. Take advantage of those lowest prices of the year. It's incredible. As a side note, December 2nd, don't forget about their AR-15 shooting night from 6 to 7. And their phone number is 610-440-1911 at Relic Hunter Firing Line. Queen's Nutritional Products is all about one thing, clean, healthy, natural living. Take advantage of Queen's full assortment of organic, vegan, vegetarian, and gluten-free products. Everything from vitamins, herbs, grains, and raw honey to skin, hair, and beauty enhancers designed to slow down the aging process. Queen's also has pet products without all the harmful artificial ingredients and chemicals. Queen's Nutritional Products is located at 1450 Pennsylvania Avenue, right on the border of Allentown and Bethlehem. Visit their website at queensnutrition.net. Their phone is 610-691-6644. And for you sports nutritionists, there's no better place than Queens. With 40 years of experience, they will absolutely fuel your fire. Queens, a family business, is also a wholesale business specializing in dried fruits and nuts, roasted fresh right on the premises. So that's Queen's Nutritional Products, open seven days a week. What can you get at King Cone? How about everything? We have Nelson's and Livy's ice cream, homemade waffle cones, ice cream cakes, banana splits, milkshakes, and plenty of indoor seating. Come drop by and treat yourself, family, and friends at King Cone. Doors open at 12 noon, seven days a week. That's King Cone at the corner of MacArthur Road and Route 329 in Whitehall. Call at 610 610- 261-1935. Oh, you better believe it. Every Sunday morning on WAEB from 8 to 9. This is the show where regular people talk about God and the Bible and how it pertains or doesn't pertain to their life. And this show is not politically correct and not all-inclusive, just like heaven. Yeah, I said it. Feel free to visit us on don'tbringupgod.com where you will find a link to our great podcast. We are also on iTunes. You can contact us by email on don'tbringupgod.com where you can also find the Don't Bring Up God book along with beautiful family plaques. Yeah, we got it all. And most importantly, we got you, the listeners. Without you, we are crapola. That's right. Feel free to call in live at 610-720-7900. And yes, it is our pleasure to serve you. Please come again. So the Leviathan is mentioned in the Bible. It's basically a dinosaur sea monster, fearless and feared. The book says, I need hardly mention his limbs, his strength, and the fitness of his armor. Rows of scales are on his back, tightly sealed together. The functional design of these things, it's breathtakingly powerful, displaying God's ingenious power of creation, and at the same time, man's unadulterated frailty and weakness in comparison. But yet, even, even still, we think we're all that in a bag of chips. The way we constantly question God, like a four-year-old, a four-year-old questioning a parent. Well, why can't I have two Snickers, three Crunch Bars, and five Hershey's for dinner? Why can't I have that? It makes perfect sense to me. Hey, we got a call. Who's this? Robert. Yes, Rudy, what's up? Hey, good morning. Um, you know, I'm not sure, man, what to say about sometime Walt, you know, he keeps coming up with the same. Um, so, you know, Peter was just a storyteller, huh? He got, he got, um, he got slaughtered for his faith. He was storyteller. Um, Thomas was sto- storyteller. You know, I'm not sure what this guy talking about anymore, man. Yeah, these guys of the Bible, a storyteller doesn't tell his story realizing full well that one day he's going to be killed uh, and his head cut off like most of the apostles and and people of the Bible ha- and the that happened to. Facts, you know, and the historic facts that happened about, you know, uh, Herodos and all of those, you know, guys and actual places in the Middle East. Like, see, listen, I don't want to be disrespectful to anybody, but um, 
somebody was born in the United States, probably read the Bible. He doesn't even know nothing about the other saints, what happened to them after. You know, I don't really um, know anything about uh, Peter's life or, you know. Well, the conviction that you must have and the dedication to God, again, to risk your life, to just storytell, that's not going to happen. No, no, I'm talking about historically. These actual places, you know, those facts, you know, these um, actual physical places in the Middle East. You know, when somebody was born here, doesn't have no, has no idea about what's going on over there or about, you know, places that people visit still until today um, there. Of course, you're going to doubt, but this, this thing, this serious world, it's not, you can't, um, I don't know how seriously you take it, man, but it's for you to say storytellers and there's actual facts happened, man, historically. Well, that's what a lot of people do. They take bits and pieces of something, and they think they know the whole story, and they don't. No. I mean, it's, uh, it's laughable when he said, so all these people got killed for their faith. That's storyteller. What are you talking exactly. about? Exactly. The only storyteller here is him, so I don't know what he's talking about. All right, Robert. Thank you. All right. Take care. Hey, hey, we got a call. Who's this? Hello, Hello NJ. NJ, what's up? Yeah, hey, um, just two things. For Walt, he's listening, which I know he is. The same fossil records that disprove evolution are the same fossils that they have with dinosaur footprints next to man's footprints. That's one. And I think they've gotten uh, fossil uh, prints from Texas. They excavated and found fossil, these fossil footprints of dinosaurs again with man the second robert how could you 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 said about flying like a dinosaur heck we got better than that we got rapture look at jesus thought of where he wanted to be went through walls and stuff thought about where he wanted to be and he was there that's the ultimate traveling yeah i'm good with that hey do you believe in the grail uh you know what does it matter that's like you know what it really doesn't no, we get we get so caught up with the color, the carpets in the church, the draperies and stuff, and we miss the biggest, uh, what do you call it, and that's Jesus Christ, who died for our sins, resurrected, seated on the right hand of man, or I should say God, and making intercession for man. And I mean, that's the ultimate. Everything else is minutia. As, as I, just, as I said earlier, the Last Supper, it, it was kind of like a nice picnic there. And afterwards, somebody with a big trash can comes and throws everything in the garbage, throws it out. I mean, with, with, so, many, with so many other things going on with the crucifixion and what was to happen yeah. and Jesus' message, you're going to worry about a cup? Yeah, but don't forget what was said. What did he say at the Last Supper? I will not, what, drink of the cup again until when? Until I come into what? My kingdom. His kingdom, and it's going to be the marriage supper of the Lamb. So it's a precursor. He's he's letting us know ahead of time of what's coming. And the thing is, people don't want to miss it. Is Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior? That's the key question. Is he your Lord and Savior, and are you born again from Jesus' own lips in John 3.3? He said, you must be born again, and you cannot see the kingdom of God. And in Revelation, last two chapters, says if your name isn't written in the Lamb's Book of Life, you aren't seeing it. And the way you get your name in the Lamb's Book of Life is what? When you ask Jesus to forgive you of your sins, believe he shed his blood to take away your past, present, and future sins, he was resurrected after three days, come into my heart, be my Lord and Savior, guess what? And you know what the shocking thing is? God already knew God's Word says from before the foundations of the no, earth. No, you're right. You're right with all that. The Lamb's Book of Life. You're right with all that, and it's, not, it's, it's a waste of time for us to center and focus on the minutia, like you said. Just stick mm-hmm. to the big talking points of Jesus and why he came here. Thanks Robert, for the call. Ro- Thanks for the call. Robert, who wants us to keep track of the minutia is Satan himself. I agree. God. Thank you. Hey, we got a call. Who's this? Good morning, Robert. This is Rita in, Be- Rita in Bethlehem. Hi, Rita. How are you? Good. Thank you. I know you're out of time. I'll make my comment very short. Okay. Um, I personally don't believe in the power of a Holy Grail for a number of reasons. First of all, uh, when uh, the Israelites had the serpent in the wilderness, they made an idol out of it, and it had to be destroyed by a king. Uh, in the book of Jude, Jesus and the devil were arguing about the body of Moses. Uh, it was taken care of by um, God. He never let it be fall into the hands of people. 
even Jesus's body after he died and they went to the tomb was not to be found. It says he was he was um, died in the flesh and made alive in the spirit. Well, there there so could God be correlations there. Around, well, God did not leave around these very significant things in the scriptures to become idolized or worshipped. Now that's a good point. What are we going to do? And idolize and bow down to the stupid cup? No. It doesn't make sense that he would empower right. an inanimate object. Exactly. He already made such provision that it wouldn't be a stumbling to his people. It would be a distraction. That's all it would be. Thanks for the call. Thanks, Robert. Bye. So like Job, we got to throw in the towel, get off our high horse, and decide to follow God and Jesus' lead. The book says, I have dealt with great things that I do not understand, things too wonderful for me, which I cannot know. This is what Job concluded, and and it's very true. We are ill-equipped to understand the whole ball of wax that God put forth. We're not, not even close. It's way above our pay grade, for sure. I thought we had a call there. He disappeared. You want to call back? That's fine. We got a little time left at 610-720-7900. Another quote, another good one here in that book of Job. It says, But he saves the unfortunate through their affliction and instructs them through distress. Say that again. But he, God, Jesus, saves the unfortunate through their affliction and instructs them through distress. So affliction and distress, the things we get hammered with, there's a purpose there. That's how God works. It may not be the system you like, but it's the system that's real. Is that a call? All right, we got a call. Who's this? <laughs> Go ahead, Joe. Hey, Robert. Hey, uh, happy belated birthday, by the way. Joe the Baptist, I mean. Um, yeah, um, yeah, a lot of good points. Uh, just quickly with Walt, the atheist, I mean, uh, saying that uh, prophecies are something like a script and then people can come and fulfill them. Well, the big problem with that is how, why is it that a lot of enemies of God fulfill those prophecies? Why would an enemy of God fulfill it? So that disproves what Walt Yeah, saying. they would be misused um, and abused. Yeah, uh, and sometimes they're written in such a way where you can't really interpret it exactly, but then when it's fulfilled, then you see how it, it happens word for word. So I mean, a big one is in Revelation where it says about talks about the mark of the beast, and it says without a certain mark, you won't be able to buy or sell products in our economy, and that's what's going on right. now. How did they know that but way back then? Yeah, exactly. I mean, there, there's uh, what you're referring to there. It's kind of like a prophecy. It's scientific facts and foreknowledge, uh, you know, stuff written that man discovers to be true afterwards. Um, so, and then uh, with uh, Thomas, yeah, uh, one of the names Jesus calls Peter is Cephas. Uh, it's Chaldee. It means All right, rock, you got to finish up, Joe. Wrap it up. Yeah, the point is um, going to, it's Jesus, the rock, Petra. Unless our faith is based on the rock, uh, which is God, Deuteronomy 32, 1 Corinthians 10, 4, then, you know, it, it's a false faith. It's not faith plus works. It's faith alone in All right, Jesus. thanks, Joe. You said 10-4 there. 10-4, signing off. Didn't, didn't, don't, don't cops do that. And the word dinosaur, by the way, that came in the 1800s. Don't expect the word dinosaur to be in the Bible. That doesn't make sense. They, they called it a dragon, although, sometimes. So, all roads lead back to God. Tyler, we love you. We'll see you again. Allentown, available everywhere with the iHeartRadio app, now number one for podcasting. This is News Radio 790.